Ladies and gentlemen, Roster Watch Nation, Alex Dunlap here with rosterwatch.com. And one quick note before we get started on today's podcast with me and Byron Lambert, uh, we talked some here in the pod at the very beginning about uh, giving away some free pro memberships at rosterwatch.com for people who review and rate the podcast on iTunes, or I guess what is now called Apple Podcasts. And we really never gave instructions about how we'll be able to find you if you, <laughs> if you do give a rating and a review and we choose yours to win the free membership. We'll be choosing them randomly. We said once we get up to 400 reviews and ratings, we'll be choosing uh, three or four that are between uh, the 328th or wherever we are right now in 400. And we'll give away the free um, a whole season of roster watch, which is like a, I don't know, it's like a $40, $50 value to uh, three or four of you guys. But you need to make sure and just leave a review and make sure and leave your Twitter handle on there. So whenever we uh, do pick these out, we know how to get a hold of you and let you know how to claim your prize. So leave a rating, review, leave your Twitter handle so we know how to get to you if you do end up winning. Now, enjoy the podcast with myself and Byron Lambert. Do you want more of the roster watch podcast? Well, now you can have it. The Rosterwatch Pro Podcast is now available for pro subscribers at Rosterwatch.com. All you have to do is sign up for a pro membership at Rosterwatch.com. You'll get access to all pro podcasts as well as our tools for fantasy draft season like the epic and magical mystical cheat sheets, in-season tools like the matchup tool, snap counts, touches, targets, touchdown dependency, so much more. And then our DFS products including the DFS cheat sheets for DraftKings and FanDuel, the Vegas tool, the Hyper DFS Professional Lineup Optimizer, and so much more. If you play preseason DFS, Rosterwatch Pro is for you. We'll have weekly previews of the main slates for all of our pro members. And then in season, you're going to be able to enjoy Byron Lambert's legendary trade cast, uh, the Waiver Wire podcast, uh, premium podcasts like our weekly DFS breakdown. All this, all our tools, and all the access to us that you can imagine for the lowest price in the industry. We are a nation. Join us at rosterwatch.com. Ladies and gentlemen, Roster Watch Nation, welcome back to the epic Roster Watch podcast brought to you by rosterwatch.com. Please make sure and go give the podcast a five star rating and a review wherever it is you listen, whether that's in you know, Google Play, the Apple Podcasts feed, wherever it is. On Apple Podcasts, we're at 320, I believe 328 ratings and reviews thus far, maybe 328 reviews. Once we get to 400, Byron, what do you say we give away a free year-long membership to one of the reviewers? That sounds like a good plan. All right. So once we get to 400 reviews, we will choose a review from number 328 to number 400, and we will choose that one. Maybe we'll choose two, two or three to give year-long subscriptions to rosterwatch.com, the all-in subscription that gets you everything there at Rosterwatch, the bonus podcasts, all of the tools, all the in-season stuff, all the pre-draft stuff. All you have to do is give us a rating and a review there in Apple Podcasts. We're bringing you a ton of pods here during the summer to get you ready for your fantasy draft, and it's the thing you can do besides getting a pro membership at rosterwatch.com that can help us immensely is by rating and reviewing, helping us get this pod out to as many people as possible. With that said... Byron, it's a Tuesday. It's, it's June. We got FSGA to look forward to. Version 1.0 of the uh, PPR cheat sheet dropped, and just now I've updated to version 1.1 with a couple of big changes. What the hell's going on, brother? Uh, just the tip of the iceberg. I'm sure there will be about a thousand updates between now and what would that be around Labor Day, I suppose, when season will be kicking off in earnest. I don't know, man. Per usual, we're way out in front of these things have kind of had this Le'Veon Bell, Todd Gurley thing inverted all off season for months now. And, you know, it looks like that, you know, not only have those eighties, ADPs uh, inverted at this point, I think we're looking at a potential uh, chasm as we're getting the news that Le'Veon Bell has uh, shown up to all his mandatory obligations. Now at uh, many camps for the jets while we've got, uh, the news about Todd Gurley trying to drop down to 218 pounds at at his own discretion, from what I can tell, per Sean McVay's comments, to take some weight off the knee and more speculation from Dr. David Chow and Ian Rappaport that uh, we'll never see a workhorse role for uh, Todd Gurley again. And I, I know this is, again, this is something, I mean, we talked about making sure we were getting Daryl Henderson up on the Dynasty rookie draft cheat sheet at rosterwatch.com just because 
there had to be a fire where there was a little bit of that smoke. So I think that's the, the news of the day for the top of the pod, Alex. Two big names, Todd Gurley dropping like a rock, and I think Le'Veon Bell, and especially when you look at the strength of schedule tool that you posted recently over at Roster Watch. Uh, I think this is a guy we could continue to stay interested in at value in the first round. Well, it's a pure, it's a pure volume play, right? Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, I, I guess you can consider it a little bit of a play like, you know, should be a somewhat ascending offense. We love Sam Darnold, but it's definitely, I mean, I'm not expecting the, the same efficiency that we saw in, in Pittsburgh with, with Big Ben. This is a volume play with a, with a talented player, correct? I mean, that's the way I see it. Yeah, I mean, that's a reasonable way to put it. I mean, he's going to be the foundation or the you know cornerstone of that offense, and very good player should have fresh legs. And you know, and what I I see is an interesting young offense. Have I so, gone too Have I gone too far with where I've moved Todd Gurley <laughs> based on the rap sheet news? I've moved him down to where you could take him, um, at like. 30 maybe 31 so what 3.0 what what is 30 so 32 would be 308 so right around 306 307 is that too I mean let me ask you these players whether I mean I think we're in a complete agreement that you got to take Dalvin Cook James Conner Marlon Mack Nick Chubb over him the real question is what about Damian Williams Leonard Fournette and Devontae Freeman is James Conner over Nick Chubb by the way currently yes because we, because look, man, it, and if you just run it from a pure projection standpoint, and, and you go by the ADPs, you do have to worry some about Nick Chubb once Kareem Hunt comes comes into the fold. Fair enough, Nick Chubb, I'm another interesting guy this offseason for sure. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, these I was actually thinking about this situation while I was just in the shower. I mean, you were texting me about. Uh, Todd Gurley getting him down into Marlon Mack territory. And then I see Evan Silva tweeting about Gurley's ADP dropping like a rock into the second and third round turn. I mean, I'm in the shower thinking to myself, well, hell, I mean, I definitely want Leonard Fournette more than Todd Gurley. And uh, that's that starts putting, you know, leading me kind of maybe into a Devontae Freeman type territory. I think that's, that, that, that's exactly where I came to. It's like, is it Devontae Freeman or Todd Gurley? And to be completely honest, I have a little bit of trouble clicking Todd Gurley right now over Devontae Freeman with all we like about Devontae Freeman. Finally healthy coming into a season. I would they've too. done, I they've would done too. so much with that, offense, with, with that offensive line. I mean, it's... It could be a little bit rich still. I mean, we might need to might need to push him down in that. No, because, I think because I, because I think I still want Todd Gurley more than Derrick Henry. Yeah, that's and, and which was the other guy that came into my mind in the shower, and I was thinking, man, that that one is more of a a toss up, and I probably still want Todd Gurley. Yeah, same exact sentiment. So okay, I think so. we're dialed into the same locale on uh, on that one. But I'll tell you what, I mean, I saw you and Podfather Podfather uh, uh, volleying back and forth on on Twitter about the Todd Gurley, Daryl Henderson ADPs in, those, in that situation. And Here's I do the thing. Think We're not going to are... be able to get Daryl Henderson. We're not going to get him in the sixth round over fucking Mark Ingram. Well, look, it's I think a... Sean McVay views Daryl Henderson as like his Alvin Kamara, or at very least maybe like his Tevin Coleman. So that's the type of player that he sees him at, and I think uh, uh, the Podfather makes a very salient and kind of, you know, uh, articulate point when he says it's always been Malcolm Brown as the guy. I mean, the fact fact is, and I, I mean, I've said this since the second that Daryl Henderson was drafted that, you know, if you look at the construct of the Rams backfield, I mean, clearly Malcolm Brown is their traditional backup workhorse backup running back, certainly on the two downs with some three down capability and a wealth of knowledge about that offense. So, I mean, I, you know, that's, it's, it, and Podfather kind of, he, what he said was Malcolm Brown's always been the guy. And I mean, I, I actually, I think that is a salient point. And, uh, because if Todd Gurley goes down, 
It doesn't you know, shift. It doesn't. It doesn't, doesn't change, become a you know, one, a one for one for Daryl Henderson. Yeah, the the handcuff to Todd Gurley in in many ways still is Malcolm Brown. And we and, need to start thinking about Daryl Henderson as a standalone player that's going to be biting into that volume that we projected for Todd Gurley, right? And if Gurley were to go down, which at this point seems at least likely that he'll have some time tuning up, I think what it would be was it would be, it would be a nice bump. To Daryl Henderson, and would probably make him in the you know high R, high end RB two, low end RB one range for whatever you know first part of that stretch. But eventually, man, a guy like that's going to wear down. Yeah, I, I mean, my biggest concern about uh, Daryl Henderson is I'm just I'm not sure. He's, he's I'm got just skinny not, legs. Not sure he has long term long-term you know three down workhorse capability although he's an unbelievable weapon in the passing game and very much like Alvin Kamara and that you know so I mean I think he's I think Sean McVay certainly views him somewhere in the Alvin Kamara to Tevin Coleman range and we know where those guys have been drafted over the years so I think you have it right standalone player Malcolm Brown the real the real value at the handcuff you know position out of that out of that construct and Todd Gurley down to Devontae Freeman, Derrick Henry land. Speaking of Alvin Kamara, just a, just a one quick aside. This isn't um, – we're going to talk – so we want to talk about Todd Gurley. We're going to talk about the Roster Watch Twitter header and the new players we're going to put up on there. We're going to talk about some players on the cheat sheet that you wanted to get to and also run a few simulations here using V1.1 of the cheat sheet. But just one quick thing, Byron. I have a Debbie draft coming up here in uh, over the course of this weekend. Where, where we draft, um, you can draft rookies, but a lot of them are picked over because so many guys use, use those picks on, you know, Debbie players, sophomores and juniors in college. And how, have, have, have you watched Travis Etienne from uh, Clemson? A tiny bit, man, a tiny <laughs> bit. <laughs> I'm tell, I, can, I cannot wait until next year. That kid's like Alvin Kamara meets Chris Johnson. Just uh, you know, you want to talk about a kid coming in, coming to be an Alvin Kamara? Wait till Travis Etienne. We get to do our work on him next year. Um, okay, he'll send, a, he'll send a tingle down our legs. Oh yeah, big a big 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 tingle. Um, okay, so as far as Daryl Henderson, people will ask why he's buried on the on the cheat sheet, and the, my, here's my answer: I, We're not going to get him right now. And if things turn out to where we're looking like we cannot get guys like Mark Ingram. And Darius guys in that same territory, you know, then then things will change. And the construction of this sheet always changes every year. It's like a, it's like a, uh, you know, it's a shape it's like, shifter. Yeah, I mean, it's I mean, it's like a river delta. It, it kind of move. This thing, this thing, it, it's. But people it's don't amorphous. understand. It's a yes, it really is. People don't people don't understand that it really takes crafting this thing through the whole entire course of the offseason to account for ADPs because this is not rankings. This is a way to win drafts and be able to to reliably draft a balanced roster where you're taking value at every turn because we're leveraging ADP versus where we understand the value to be falling. And so this is going to keep changing. So maybe it could be at some point we get Daryl Henderson. I just don't think that's going to be the case because all I see, and just like Matt was saying, just like the podfather, Matt Kelly, just like he was saying on Twitter when we were going back and forth. And just like I said, this feels Daryl Henderson right now feels a lot like Amir Abdullah's rookie year, wherever we were happy as hell to get him in the ninth round. And then once it started being eighth round and seventh round, it started feeling a little bit weird. By the time we got to the fourth round, we were just saying, fuck this. Like we are, it's just like we love Abdullah, but no, we're we're not going to do it. And thank God we didn't. Um, I don't know. So th- that's sort of that's sort of how I feel about that. Any other news? But you said Le'Veon. I guess that's just kind of good news that he's there and he's showing up and he's saying all the right things about Darnold. Yeah, there was a little bit of irrational despair and the fantasy ethos. You know, not too long ago, I think might have had a little downward pressure on his ADP and. I just think you look at the sheet and you see where you get, can get Le'Veon Bell and you say, man, I got to feel pretty good about having a shot at that guy at the point, that point in the first round. So on our Twitter header, each year we uh, pick out some rookies that are our favorites from the class. Not necessarily the ones that we project to be the best in the NFL, but the ones that we've really gotten to love through the process, ones that we've enjoyed scouting, maybe ones that we've gotten to know a little bit personally. And uh, let me just look. I'll pull up our Twitter header from last year and see who all we had on there. Um, 
unless you ha- already have that up, Byron. I, I know we had Saquon on there. Of course, we had Darius Geis on there. Ronald um, Jones, Rashad Penny. Ronald Nick, Jones, Rashad Nick Penny, Chubb, and Sony Michelle. Sony Michelle. So, guys that we liked. A bunch of running backs last year. And um, we probably could have gotten Anthony Miller on there. Probably could have gotten Cortland Sutton on there. Always too many to put, you know. Too many to get them all on. I, I think I think this year. So what? We're we gonna pick six or seven of these these guys for the new header. I'll leave that to you, man. I mean, let's just see the list we come up with. And well, I, I I definitely want Kyler right in the middle of it. Yeah, I think he's the centerpiece, right? Yeah, I want Kyler right in the middle. Um, so getting more and more hyped about him. I mean, we're getting a ton of him on the cheat sheet, and it's awesome because here's the thing, man. You can you can get Kyler Murray in round twelve right now. And then just turn around in round 14 or 15 and get Phillip Rivers or like get guys that are – they're guys going – I think – I mean, Kirk Cousins could basically be going undrafted right now. Uh, I, 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 don't, I haven't seen, seen, been seeing him going in many of these simulations. But, I mean, guys like, you know, Matthew Stafford, you know, uh, like – Oh, I kind of want to touch him, but – Josh Allen, um, Sam where, Darnold. Of, where, what is Josh Allen's ADP right now? I was curious about that one. Is, is that one just had a meteoric – 14th round or something? I mean, you see him sometimes go in the – like in these simulations, I'll see him go sometimes in like the seventh, and that's how we're going to see it in drafts. I mean, in some home leagues and drafts and stuff, he'll go in the seventh through the tenth round and stuff. But, you know, in these, in these early simulations and based on the ADPs from um, – Let's see. Based on the ADPs from what are we looking at here? Like RT Sports, Fantasy Football Calculator, Yahoo Sports, and Fan Tracks. I mean, one forty-eight. Mitchell Trubisky's at one forty-six. Jimmy Garoppolo's at one forty-five. Those guys are basically dudes who are being picked as quarterback twos. So, um, I you know I think that certainly you know if if you get a Kyler Murray in the eleventh, twelfth round. You get a Jimmy G, a Lamar Jackson, a Josh Allen, a Mitchell Trubisky, a Phillip Rivers, like all the Dak Prescott, all those guys will be available in the 13th or 13th, 14th round. Whereas the guys I mentioned, like the Staffords, the Darnolds, I mean, Derek Carr, players like that, they're going to be, uh, they're going to be going completely undrafted. So I really like the play of getting a, getting a Kyler Murray and then maybe somebody you feel a little bit safer with like a Jimmy G a little bit later, or just going to, if you're, in a league where you only pick one of these guys, well, why do you like the why do you like the play of a Kyler Murray more than the play of a Josh Allen or a Lamar Jackson in that similar area, or or, what, or potentially later from from what I'm hearing? Because because Kyler Murray's a better he's a better quarterback. Yeah, fair. I mean, very it's a very good point. I mean, I think Kyler Murray would have been very much in the mix to be the number one overall quarterback prospect last year, even versus Darnold and. Baker Mayfield. So I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that one. I think it's interesting. I mean, the point is the list is just too long of quarterbacks that I, I absolutely absolutely (laughs) love. I I wish I could own a handful of these guys. I'd love to shuffle through all of them. And I I really don't want to, to, to give them, give them all away. But I mean, you, you ran through a a whole, whole bunch of names. I didn't even mention, did I even mention Lamar Jackson? I just mentioned Lamar Jackson. In that same crop. And they told me the other day that Jared Goff's ADP still is in a, you know, a reasonable range. I know there's been a ton of talk about Jameis Winston this offseason. I mean, when I heard that Kirk Cousins is going undrafted, I found that I found that as as egregious as I found Jared Goff being undrafted last year. And that was, you know, these are both guys who've been out on out in front of it various points in their career. So, I mean, just, just going to be impossible to take quarterback early this year, especially with the Tyreek Hill situation. If that Kirk, thing goes, Kirk Cousins is quarterback 19 in Yahoo. I mean, here's the, that's, that goes undrafted in a lot of drafts. You have half the teams to take one quarterback, half the teams take two quarterbacks. That means 18 quarterbacks go. Kirk Cousins is on the verge of being possibly undrafted. Yes. It's unbelievable. I mean, yeah, I mean, you always got Rivers as a go-to guy. You mentioned Dak and Trubisky. What about Carson Wentz? Is his ADP still in that range, or is he is he getting no, some upward pressure? Carson, Car- Carson Wentz ADP one hundred and six right now. So way overvalued. Yeah, way overvalued. A player that we like, and I understand why folks see him as a 
comeback type candidate. In many ways, I do. That's why I asked about him. But when relative to the price tag on these other guys, I mean, that is just a preposterous price for Carson Wentz. So besides Kyler Murray, certainly we got to put Josh Jacobs on there. Right. I mean, I, I yes, I had Nikhil Harry rated as Nikhil Harry, of course, probably the best wide receiver prospect in the last two classes. Very close call between him and Anthony Miller, but I think general industry wide and within the NFL and scouting circles, Harry would get the nod there. So that he's a very, very good player that's landed in an enticing situation. Um, that's three. I'm trying to think. It got. I mean, JJ Arcega Whiteside's got to be on there, even though he's not going to do anything this year, right? You think so? I think there's too many other guys. Much as he was a darling. No, I, I, I want him. Over, just I, so I want him on there guys. over. I want him on there over any other running back. Oh, I, 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 I that surprises me, and I, I well, don't. Well, we're going to have to. Well, we're going to have to make. Uh, we're we're going to have to make consolations here. I mean, that's really or considerations giving giving all the upward mobility on Daryl Henderson right now, given the absolute love for David Montgomery and Miles Sanders across fantasy circles right now. I think it would be preposterous to put J.J. Arcega-Whiteside over any of those guys in the banner. But I will say, I mean, I, I told you he broke my model. I might have a beautiful wide receiver model that's been serving me we so gotta, we we have to we have to stick by our guns man we are on our side of white side uh, just because his landing spot wasn't as good as there's we too hope. many there's too many goddamn wide receivers Alshon could be gone next year nelson Aguilar will be gone next yeah, year. yeah but people are going to remember it for what happens this year when they look at that twitter banner and when the man. rookies are up there and they go to our twitter uh page they're going to look up there and they're going to say, that guy, I don't even know who he is. He sucks. He doesn't even play. Well, it doesn't matter. They, they, we're we're, we're, we're going to stand by our principles. J.J. Arcega Whiteside's going on there because I'm making New York. What about D.K. Metcalf or your sweetest angel, A.J. Brown? Well, I don't like A.J. Brown's landing spot, but I do love A.J. Brown. He was your number one wide receiver in the entire draft class. Okay. He 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 definitely was. And did you see that he he, he pulled up today in practice with him? It looked like a hammy. Not surprised that guy's built like a running back. That could be a concern with him. Um, you know, Paris Campbell in an extraordinary situation. A guy that I love his landing spot, and it feels like the industry is finally caught on. And then the only I, thing I, we're going to agree on in this damn thing is Kyler Murray and Josh Jacobs, and and Nikhil Harry. Let's just put those three on there. You can't. What about the historic tight end crop, Alex? You hate the landing spots. Are you are are you telling me that you're that excited about T.J. Hawkinson in this season or or Noah Fant? If we're using your J.J. Arcega Whiteside stuff about who gives a shit if he's not doing anything this year, I would I say those are those are far more transcendent prospects in the con- historic context of the actual NFL draft prospects at their position than J.J. Arcega Whiteside is. J.J. Arcega Whiteside looks like Vincent Jackson part two. Yeah, that's fine, but Hawkinson and Fan. I mean, you've been doing this for a long time. I mean, those those guys don't come around. That, that was kind of that was, I mean that, just from that perspective from a from from a personnel just scouting for an historical kind of NFL draft perspective that was a big part of the narrative of this rookie class but I could certainly understand not putting them on there uh, because we're not thrilled about the fantasy landing spots so. I, I I loved this I loved this class of wide receivers before the draft after the draft I'm not as high on it. I'm just not. They didn't all land in the best spots. I like Nikhil Harry's spot for a couple of years. I just traded in my. Uh, I just traded in my one of my dynasty leagues, the Fat Bastards Dynasty League. I, I traded it, um, and and we only have three year contracts in this league. And Mike Evans' contract was up. I, I I traded Mike Evans straight up for Dalvin Cook and Nikhil Harry. What do you think of that? Yeah, I mean that sounds like an potentially. A good trade, you know. I guess you, the main thing with Harry, though, is you're kind of concerned, you know, dynasty long term. What's the quarterback situation? And I still think the jury's a little. I love Dalvin's redraft positioning right now for this year. I think in terms of equity, you killed that trade for this year. And in dynasty, the short term value you create there is potentially worth a lot. I think there's a little more question marks kind of out out in the future on that deal. I, it's, I kind of, it's kind of hard to believe that Mike Evans is only 25 right now, right? Yeah. And, can and, and, can and, that and, even and, be right? I think he's as old as Cooper Cup right now. It's, that's, it's crazy to say. Well, I'll tell you what, Alex. I think I've come circled back around. I like 
I like your suggestion. Why don't we just go with the triplets? Why don't we just go with the rookie triumvirate of Josh Jacobs, Nikhil Harry, with the centerpiece of Kyler Murray? Uh, very, very uh, extraordinary uh, fantasy rookie prospect of the quarterback. There you, go. there you go. Sold. All right. So third topic, which one of these guys on the cheat sheet did you want to go over? Well, not necessarily. Uh, well, you mentioned him, Cooper Cup. You mentioned him, Cooper Cup. Where, you know, I, I, again, this isn't necessarily just only relative to the ver- cheat sheet version 1.1 that's going up on the site today. But in terms of, you know, I think that's an interesting guy in the landscape of redraft ADPs. And look, Cooper Cup's been a guy I've been in love with for a long, long time. You know, we've been way in front of him. He's a golden son of Ross to Watch Nation. But uh, from what I can tell, I feel like he's being a little overhyped at this point. I don't, I, I don't hear him being overhyped, but I'm certainly interested in t- hear about it. So, um, look, he, he's in the spot right now that he is by function of his ADP. It looks like the cheat sheet has him priced to go somewhere around the fourth, fifth round turn. Um, is that not – you're not interested in him, him there? He's- I have zero interest in Cooper Cup this year if that's the price tag. And I, I, I've been an ultimate – I mean, I'm at the very uh, apex right. no, of I get the it. Cooper Cup fan club. I get it. So, man, that, that offense is just so much better with him in it. But I do agree with you that I think we need to flip some of this stuff real quick. And it might just be I – just, I might just have to change this to V1.2 on the on, – here on the – clock but it's like tyler lockett is going to pick at the at the next round turn oh, as, I like tyler, as lockett. tyler boyd and i'm just thinking maybe i get both those guys up over cooper cup as well as dj moore yes i agree look it was a week 10 acl injury for cooper cup i'm i mean and the fact is mcveigh didn't give him mcveigh wasn't head over heels about his do you know what's crazy though byron where we have him right now at the four or five turn, we're not getting him. His his actual ADP right now is more like four point zero seven. So we're want, not getting I him. Want, I don't but, want to be anywhere in the ballpark. Even if our if we have sharp people in sharp leagues using the sheet, where his ADP, where he's still sitting around, and it comes to me that at that point, I I still don't want him. Wait on Lockett. Wait on Boyd. Wait on Boyd. No, well, we're gonna get Boyd over Cup. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're saying they're going around later. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. But I, 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 we, we have. I've probably done like 110 simulations so far, and I did notice in the last couple of rounds of simulations, I did notice that I got Cooper Cup a time or two. So if we don't want to be getting him, I'm just gonna, you know, like we always say, this is leverage against ADP. We're just gonna be highly leveraged on these guys, and at the at the um, more in these guys at like the five six the five six turn. Right at the five six turn, we're going to hope to come out of there with a with a Tyler Boyd or a Tyler Lockett or a DJ Moore, along with a Mark Ingram, and then maybe at the six seven turn uh, gets we can be looking at you know if, if we're not picking at that turn for running backs, maybe the six seven turn we can be maybe then hoping for the guys like the to pair up an Allen Robinson with a Darius Geis or something oh, like God, that. Oh, God, if I get a Mark Ingram, Tyler Boyd at the 5-6 turn, I'm going to be feeling sick. Well, dude, it's happening a lot in these simulations. We're going we're gonna to run a few here, here, here in a minute. So I, I like that. I'll get that updated here in V1.1 on the site, uh, along with the Todd Gurley stuff and a couple of these other guys I moved around. I noticed we were getting a little bit too much Dante Pettis. Um, I, a little I, too I, much I, now. I, I, I like him. I, mean, I don't. I, like I, don't I don't. I don't want all. I don't want all the Pettis though. No. No. I like. I like. I. I like him though. So I, we like. I want we have, like Christian Kirk more. Than, we like Christian Kirk more, right? Oh, that's a, a great question. He's on my list here of guys to rapid fire through with you. I mean, when I thought that's how I was going to feel, I thought I was going to love Christian Kirk this year. But when the Cardinals go out and draft wide receiver, six nah. wide receivers in the draft, you start saying, well, it's not six. I don't know what's going on here. No, I'm, 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 it's obviously I'm kidding, but <laughs> you love Kirk for his versatility between the slot and the outside. And I'm not sure that disappears, but look, you get Isabella, Pretty much feels like he's probably the slot guy. You get Hakeem Butler. He's pretty clearly the X. You get a big body blow with Larry Fitzgerald. 
back in the mix. I've just I've I'm cool- not sure that, I'm not sure that Isabella is going to be in always going to be in the slot. He might be, but we forget, man. Like he Isabella comps a lot to like Brandon Cooks and stuff. They yeah, can we'll use see. him in a couple yeah. spots. Fair Chris, uh, so I think they might use him on the outside to clear out stuff in the middle for Christian Kirk and for Larry Fitzgerald. And look, man, like you got to remember, Kyler Murray knows Christian Kirk. Kingsbury knows Christian Kirk. These are Texas boys. These are Texas kids, right? I mean, I guess Christian Kirk's an Arizona kid that came to A&M. But the fact of the matter is they were all being recruited by Kingsbury around the same t- – like it's just like – the fact is, I've I been like Christian bullish. Kirk. There's a connection there. I think there's been a podcast very, called the Christian Kirk bullish, connection. Very bullish on Christian Kirk, but I've cooled on it because I don't think his ADPs necessarily down in the basement, where say somebody like an Anthony Miller or Deshaun Hamilton might be, who you could make strong arguments for much, much, much later. I, I like Christian Kirk, but I just I've really I cooled on him after they took those guys in the draft. Man, I just think it's too many mouths to feed with a rookie head coach and a rookie quarterback. And I can understand the allure of it, but I just, he, he's not like a player you're getting for the free at, at the end of your draft. So I, I you know, I, I like Christian Kirk, Kirk enough as a player and I loved him enough before the draft, uh, that I don't mind having some exposure to him, but I'm, I, I've, I've personally cooled on him. Take that for what it's worth. Well, I mean, you got Christian Kirk and he's exactly in the pocket with Dante Pettis and Cortland Sutton. Do you have a, do you have a breakdown there of how you like those guys? Yeah, I mean, I like um, Sutton and Pettis more than I like Christian Kirk. And I just, so, I can't, I just, I can't, I can't get Pettis over Kirk, but I can get Sutton up. I, I can move Sutton. Um, let's see, Robbie. All right, you're staring down the barrel of a of a Lamar Miller Cortland Sutton decision. Who do you go with? It's a great decision point. Probably just depends on what I need. I mean, I really do think I, I was have been surprised throughout the off season that Cortland Sutton's ADP has stayed a little bit higher than I was hoping it would be because I thought it'd be with him a little bit out of sight, out of mind. We'd see a, a, a lower ADP. What, what is it? What is, how is that shaping up in redraft? Because I really do believe in terms of it's like, eight point, eight point, like 8.04 or something like that. Yeah. So it's still a little bit high and, and talent, talent wise, He's still a very strong candidate as a breakout, you know, second year player. You're not necessarily getting huge value on him, but um, you know, I, I do I do like some exposure to Cortland Sutton because I think he's he's just got the chance to be a really good NFL player. And this is kind of the second year breakout you've always predicted for him, you know, or we've always predicted for him. So uh, some clear limitations, but I think you gotta like him more than Christian Kirk for sure. Even if you do, I think I think that I think we're going to get exposure to both these guys, and so I'm just going to let the ADP sort it out as far as their positioning on the sheet for now. Well, I mean, one Christian of my Kirk things, is going four to five spots earlier. One of my favorite things to do every year is to go back through. I mean, we love the young guys. We spend so much time on the rookies. I love going back through the second year guys, figuring out who's been out of sight, out of mind, and who we can get some value on. I'm I'm, I'm certainly interested in. Every one of these players that uh, that we've talked about, I'm just you know, I have I have I've, I've cooled a little bit on Kirk, but I do like what you're saying about Isabella and Kirk. I do, you, I, I would I would agree that they are uh, going to be somewhat interchangeable in that offense. I just think a lot of mouths to to feed over there now. Uh, well, can I ask Alex? And we're talking about wide receivers. We had a user on the site asking about the sheet, uh, the draft cheat sheet at rosterwatch.com, asking about. The position of Chris Godwin versus Kenny Galladay, and uh, you know Kenny Galladay was a guy I left training camp last year, Lions training camp, and we got very high on Kenny Galladay last year after we saw it training camp and well, uh, high, high, high relative to his ADP. His ADP yeah. wasn't where it is right now. It's like the ADP right now. Kenny Galladay is going to pick forty, what forty? Both these guys, God Godwin and. And uh, Kenny Galladay, you're having to take Galladay mid fourth round. You can get Godwin more like the four or five turn. The guy was asking why I don't flip those two. I mean, I guess I could. I just I, I like Godwin so much more. He was just kind of I don't I don't know that that's what he was suggesting. He was just specifically asked about the positioning of those two players on the sheet. I just I had a very cursory you know thought about it and really just looking back at my time at Lions training camp last year and thinking how, yes, as you mentioned, we got high on him versus ADP last year, you know, coming out of training camp. And that really, 
paid off for us. And while his ADP has risen, I don't, I, I don't really see any changes in the circumstances there that have made me sour on Kenny Galladay at all. So, I mean, I have to believe he's, you know, you know, pretty strong fantasy player again this year. So, you know, it's a, it's an, in, it's an interesting question, I guess. It's the Bruce I Arians. Wh- it's also, it's also just like, if we're, if we're just looking at PPR last year, Chris Godwin is a, basically a, a 11.6 fantasy points per game. PPR guy, Kenny Galladay, 13.8. Do you not think that Deshaun Jackson being gone, Adam Humphreys being gone, that offense opening up a little bit with the Bruce Arians? Could vault a guy like Chris Godwin, who probably as a pro, I mean, I'm not, I'm, I'm, they're, they're different kinds of prospects, but Godwin has such a great athletic profile and he did so many things well. What I was worried about was his straight line speed coming out because he did everything else so well with the contested catches. And he was such a, you know, he almost had like a Jarvis Landry to him up there at Penn State where he was just such a junkyard dog, just so, so so good at all the routes, all over the field, lined up everywhere, tough, contested catch, big bully. And you wonder how, what about his straight line speed, and then he tests completely, you know, out of the roof at the at the um, at the at the combine, and then you get to see what Godwin does last year in the games where uh, you know certain players were missing. Like remember the Carolina game where he had the twenty one pointer. Um, I forget which other, you know, there, there were games last year wherever it was either Mike Evans or Deshaun Jackson out where you plugged in Chris Godwin for, you know, 4,100 on DraftKings and he was, he was like a savior to you. Kenny Galladay had a bunch of big ups and downs, man. And I don't know. I just, I, I you think you like Kenny Galladay better when Marvin Jones is healthy? Maybe, maybe we do. I think I can, I think I can get Kenny Galladay on the sheet above Chris Godwin because Kenny Galladay does have, have I'm, I'm actually going to make that change. Because because now that I'm looking at it, Kenny Galladay in PPR does have ADP on on Godwin by six spots. So I'm going to make that change, and that's probably that's 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 sharper that user. Man, like this is a living, breathing skeleton of a document, and we're we're constantly working to try and get it better. So we definitely welcome these questions and these ideas. I think that it's okay to to flip flop those two, but I still don't think we're going to get much exposure to Galladay just based on the actual structure of the sheet because we're not going to be taking him over these players that we can get in the fourth round, like the Derrick Henrys, the Josh Jacobs, the Aaron Jones, the Stephon Diggs, or the Rams receivers like Robert Woods and Brandon Cooks, or Amari Cooper. I just I, I don't want to take Galladay over any of those guys. Yeah, man, fair enough. I, I just thought it was, a, it was a thoughtful question by that user and just yeah, really just an interesting talking point between those two, those two players, right? So... Um, no, uh, it's, a, makes, it's a, it's a, it's a great, it's a, it's a, it's a great question. It was, it was good enough to, to get me to flip flop their positioning. And I'm going to get that up here on the side as soon as we go off the pod. What did you think about Deshaun Hamilton, Alex and Anthony what? Miller and Anthony Miller? Deshaun Hamilton, current ADP of what? 155. So yeah, I mean, we could probably, we could probably get him up. A, I, we're just not getting much of him. And I don't, I don't know why. Um, let me let me just get the cheat sheet pulled up here and look where I have him slotted. So, do you like Deshaun Hamilton better than Robert Foster? Well, that's an interesting. I think so, but that that Robert Foster situation could be very sneaky, right? He was just so. If you look back and you see how efficient and explosive he was last year with Josh Allen, if we factor in any improvement for Josh Allen, it seems like Robert Foster is his go-to guy. Like Robert Foster, really? I mean, he he didn't, he he never got it going at Alabama. I understand, but he was like the top recruit in the whole nation, and it looks like he's kind of he started getting it going there with Josh Allen. Um, look, man. I mean, I think I like I I got Deshaun Hamilton to where if he's still available towards the end of these drafts in round like thirteen or something like that, we're gonna be getting him. Um, I, we haven't gotten much of him. I mean, do you want him ahead of do you do you do you like him better than Deshaun Jackson and Robert Foster, Devin Funches? I think I like him more than Funches and Deshaun Jackson, so it'd come down to Foster versus Deshaun Hamilton for me. Oh well all right, well we're we're already getting Foster where he's slotted, so if you like him better than those two, I will move him 
down. We'll keep Foster where he is. I will get Desha. You you want DK Metcalf more than you want Deshaun Hamilton, don't you? Yeah, I think you got to make that gamble if it's that late on Metcalf. Deshaun Hamilton or Kareem Hunt? Guns pointed at your head. Well, this now we're now we're talking about retrat redraft at this point. So yeah. we're thinking Kareem Hunt for eight games, a, a late season. I mean, a very late season run. Eight games if you make your fantasy playoffs, right? Yeah, so, right. Yeah, six regular uh-huh, season uh-huh. games. I guess or five regular season games. I guess I'll probably take Kareem Hunt at that point. How it's about Deshaun, how about Deshaun Hamilton or uh, Lashawn McCoy? I don't want that old, tired, worn out. Uh, I told you. I told you last year. I told you last year. You're finally getting your comeuppance. All right. Uh, let's see. Let's let's get on to some simulations here using the uh, using the cheat sheet. The 2019 Rosterwatch cheat sheet is available now at rosterwatch.com. The revolutionary cheat sheet to change fantasy football forever is back only at rosterwatch.com. Winning fantasy football players don't use outdated magazines or expensive draft software that's impossible to navigate. The Rosterwatch cheat sheet. All you have to do is follow the three simple rules. That's it. Three rules. Guys, it couldn't be easier. The Rosterwatch cheat sheet. An expert quality draft is guaranteed. It's magical. It's mystical. It's mythical. The Rosterwatch cheat sheet only at rosterwatch.com. All right, so here we go. Version 1.1 PPR up right now at rosterwatch.com. The ultimate draft cheat sheet. It's magical. It is mystical. It is mythical. If you follow the three simple rules, an expert quality draft is guaranteed, and I'm going to show you why. Byron, one quarterback, two running backs. Do you want to go three wide receivers or two wide receivers and one tight end? I always like a three wide receiver league. Okay, three wide receivers, one tight end, one flex, seven bench spots. Which draft position do you want to start from here? I like getting in about the ninth position. All right, ninth position. We're drafting against the Fantasy Pros Composite ADP and also the Fantasy Pros Experts, the uh, Fantasy Football Calculator ADP, MyFantasyLeague.com, RT Sports, and Fantrax, PPR, ADPs picking from the nine hole in a 12 team league. Let's go. All right. So the simulation is going to start here in just one second. Barkley, Kamara, Zeke, blah, blah, et cetera. Oh, looks like Melvin Gordon might've fallen to us here at 1.9. Does that happen to you often, Byron? <laughs> that's pretty nice. Yeah, that's very enticing. Melvin Gordon and Joe Mixon to start here at the one. Oh God. <laughs> that's a nice start, isn't it? Uh, let's see here. Uh, see, man, this always kind of stinks, but it's just going to be how it has to go for this one. Two Bengals. But the cheat sheet does tell us to take A.J. Green unless we – do we have a choice here between A.J. Green and Devon? No, we, we got to – the cheat sheet says take A.J. Green, so we'll have a little bit too much Bengals here, but maybe we will be able to make something uh, make something happen in a, in a trade once the season gets kicked well, off who would have been the next wide receiver on the sheet there's a little license there for that well let's see i, I can i can go back and it would have been the next wide receiver on the sheet it, it would have been too far down it would have been robert woods yeah let's, let's take aj green this is how this trap man sometimes trash fall to you like this you just you we get we're gonna have aj green and joe mixon to start 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 this season with the with with this simulation. All right, um, now we do have a choice: Derrick Henry or Robert Woods to pick four four. I think you got to go Henry there, don't you? Could be a little bit thin at wide receiver though to begin the draft. All right, well let's go with Robert Woods then, and just see how things kind of shake out from here. I mean, I, I'd imagine we're going to end up getting Mark Ingram here fairly shortly, which we are at five point nine. Mark Ingram's available, so. I feel just almost as good about him as I do about Derrick Henry uh, later on. Now, this is an odd one. It's 6.4. Guess who fell, Byron? I've never had this happen. Somebody that a, – a dear and cherished golden son? Eh, kind of. A guy that you really liked from Broncos camp last year, Philip Lindsay. Oh, number two. 
6.4. See what happens with taking Philip Lindsay there. So as the cheat sheet will always do, it's going to bring us back to uh, bring us back to uh, positional value here. As of now, it has Christian Kirk, us taking him at pick 7.9. Definitely like that. Um, and then Tariq Cohen here at pick 8.4. That seems like excellent value. It's a pretty awesome team we got going here. So Yeah, man. for PPR, that's an exciting team, man. Uh, let's see here. Pick 9.9, Latavius Murray. So we like, like that. Devin Funches here at uh, pick 10.4. Had we switched that up to make the simulation run with the new sheet, we might have. Did you say you like Robert Foster more than Devin Funches? Yeah. Okay, well, let's just see if we get Funches here, if we can get Foster later. All right, so we'll get uh, Devin Funches here at 10.4. Maybe that move is not necessarily needed to be made. It's not. Because right now at 11.9, we're going to get Kyler Murray, and I'll bet you. We're going to get Robert Foster at 12.4. Boom. <laughs> All right. Last two picks before kicker and defense. Jalen Samuels here oh, for the last oh running back pick. God, that late? Yeah. And then we basically have the – With these knuckleheads. Drafted. We basically have the decision here. We could take either – we could take Chris Herndon or Mark Andrews, whichever one we really like better is sort of like our late-round tight end. The sheet says take – Chris Hernan, so that's what we're going to do. So this team right here, Kyler Murray at quarterback. The running backs were Melvin Gordon, Joe Mixon, um, Mark Ingram, Philip Lindsay, Tariq Cohen, Latavius Murray, and Jalen Samuels. <laughs> the wide receivers, wide receivers are A.J. Green, Robert Woods, Christian Kirk, Devin Funches, and Robert Foster. And the tight end is Chris Herndon, the fourth. Love it. That's how you do it at Expert Quality Draft. Guaranteed every single time using the uh, epic cheat sheet at rosterwatch.com. I'm going to randomize the pick from the, for this next one. Hopefully get something other than ninth. What do you say we do one more here at pick seven, Byron? Sounds good to me. All right. Version 1.0 of the PPR cheat sheet. This could be another Melvin Gordon one again. Let's see. Um, no, it looks like he was taking a 1.6. This is an interesting one. We are going to get... Um, Let's see, overall rankings. Yeah, man, it's going to be Devontae, starting out with Devontae Adams. Let's see what happens here at 1.7. Uh, it, was, it was six running backs to start. And then here, again, 2.6 is another draft that starts with Joe Mixon. Hopefully um, hopefully it doesn't point us to A.J. Green again, which it did not. We're going to start out with two great wide receivers and Devontae Adams and T.Y. Hilton, which I definitely like that. Oh. Joe Mixon is your centerpiece at running back. That's a beastly beginning. And then at pick 4.6, Mr. Devontae Freeman. Welcome to the team. Oh, has had one of the best off-seasons yeah. of any fantasy player on the planet. At pick 5.7, somehow Derrick Henry has fallen in our flesh. Oh, my God. <laughs> you don't fall. He the cheat fall. sheet. The cheat sheet's Nobody, magical. Trust me, you don't want to. Nobody wants to fall in my lap right now after I'm hearing this one. Man. <laughs> Mark Ingram falls to us at six point six. So first man off the bench is Mark Ingram. Oh. This draft is just getting nasty. Um, Darius Geis falls to oh. us at seven seven. Darius Geis at seven seven. Um, wow, so it's an embarrassment of riches at running back. It sure so. is. But we, it's okay because we started off bada being. Bada boom with Devontae Adams, T.Y. Hilton. And, and now we have Christian Kirk to the team as our wide receiver. Do, do you at least like Christian Kirk as your wide receiver three? By well, we just threw like a one, two, three combo with those guys. I can live with Christian Kirk as the, the, as the third punch in a combo, man. At 9.8, coming off the board, the golden son, Anthony Miller. Oh, a dear <laughs> and cherished child. I'm telling you, man, at pick 10.6. The guy who you don't like, but I don't understand why. Um, you know what? Let's not take Devin Funches here. Let's just go ahead and take Kyler here at 10.6. We have the decision between the two guys. I'm going to go ahead and go with Kyler Murray here because we already have T.Y. Hilton. I'm not sure that I want Devin Funches. Because that's um, just good radio, right? Let's go to good 11. podcasting. Uh, 11.7. Um did we move Deshaun Hamilton over to Sean Jackson in the latest one? We did. We did. So Deshaun Hamilton's coming to the team here at 11.7. In PPR, I think you got to like that, man. At 
Deshaun Jackson is still available. So Even we're taking better. him. We're taking him. Of course Love we're it taking him. go according to plan. At 13.7, once again, uh, this, the, it's not very often we go late round tight end here. We've been getting so much Jared Cook, so much Hunter Henry. But once again, we're going to be starting out with Chris Herndon uh, at the tight end position. And finally, with our 14th round pick, which is just the, uh, which is just the kind of you know the last kind of late round bullet. Which you, which would you rather prefer, Byron, Kalen Balaj or Marquise Brown? Oh God, Kalen Balaj, come home, Golden <laughs> Sun. Okay, so this team: Kyler Murray at quarterback, at the running backs: Joe Mixon, Devontae Freeman, Derek Henry, Mark Ingram, Darius Geis. Kalen Balaj at the wide receiver positions, Devontae Adams, T.Y. Hilton, Christian Kirk, Anthony Miller, Deshaun Hamilton, and Deshaun Jackson with tight end Chris Herndon. All you have to do is follow the three simple rules at the top of the sheet of paper. An expert quality draft is guaranteed because the sheet of paper is made of magic. <laughs>